What I want to see when I see a logo and I see a tagline, I want to be able to get a feeling for the style of that firm without having to have one person tell me. I don't want to see the, the blind lady of justice. I don't want to see scales. I don't want to see that. I promise one thing, if you don't spend your marketing dollars branding yourself, someone else is going to, and you are not going to like the narrative. Hey everyone, welcome back to Answering Legal's Everything Except the Law podcast. I am your host, Nick Worker. If this is your first time tuning in, this is the podcast where we share expert advice on all the parts of running a law firm that attorneys weren't exactly trained for back in law school. Now, I don't want to alarm anyone, but we are in the final quarter of 2022. And before we start diving headfirst into the holidays, you'll probably want to start laying out marketing plans for the new year and check in on the state of your firm's brand to see if there are things that you can improve upon in 2023. Um, but if you have no idea where to begin with any of these tasks or things, do not worry. Our expert guest today is Nancy O'Hare Zika. Nancy is the owner of Gavel Marketing and has a ton of great marketing and branding wisdom to share. We are very excited to learn from her today. Nancy, thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's a pleasure being here. I love talking uh, all things marketing and branding. I'm a I'm a marketing nerd. Uh, so yeah, this is right up my alley. I love uh, sharing some info and hopefully helping some folks out. Yeah, I'm definitely a marketing nerd. Um, I have friends that'll be like, oh, Nick, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm just a marketing nerd. I, yeah, I don't know any right. other way to describe, but you're not going to care or understand. I'm just a marketing nerd. Yeah, it's just easier if you just keep it simple like that. You know, it, it, it's all encompassing. We're, we're marketing nerds. That's what we do. Exactly. Uh, especially my parents want to know what I do. And I tell them, just tell people I do marketing because they want to tell their friends. Um, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your legal marketing background? Sure. So um, I uh, have been involved in marketing for many, many years. I was actually a general manager and marketing director for a company and it evolved into my own business. It was never anything that I planned on. Um, I actually helped develop a commercial uh, years ago, about 17 years ago, and there were uh, there were some awards won with it. And other people started calling and asking me if I could help them create a similar style video. And this was back before people used the word branding or storytelling. And we didn't even know what it was. We just knew it was different. And it wasn't, um, it wasn't, you know, salesman -y. hey, come on down. It wasn't that. It was the complete opposite of that, right? So, uh, and, and it worked and it was really engaging. And, uh, here I am, you know, 17 years later, still preaching to everyone who will listen that storytelling and branding marketing is the way to go. It's the way to connect to your audience. And uh, we, and, and it happens all the time, I will actually refuse to do the old, uh, come on down and, you know, get your balloons and your popcorn. And oh, by the way, have you been injured in a car accident? You know, so that's just not my style. That's not our style. Uh, we have a team of 17 here at Gavel 
marketing. We do everything here from social media management to graphic design. Uh, video creation is our calling card. That's really what we're known for. And our style is very um, noticeable. I guess people really will say, hey, I just saw this you know, commercial. Did you do you work with XYZ firm? And uh, very often people can they're starting to pick out the style. Right. And it's just it's it's very uh cinematic and it's very well done and it's beautifully done and it's engaging and it helps to tell the story without telling the story, I guess. I, I think I know what you mean. Um, and I think that I know the answer to the question that I'm about to ask you. Um, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because obviously I want to hear your, your take on this. Sure. So as it pertains to recent trends, um, cause I know you've been doing this quite a long time. Are there any legal marketing trends that have really caught your attention in the recent last few months that you think law firms should be aware of and try to take advantage of? Well, it really depends. Uh, it depends on the division of law that you're practicing. Some areas of law are more uh, are going to work better with things like TikTok, right? Or where some are, are absolutely not, right? So if you are practicing elder law, uh, estate planning, probably the trendy TikTok area might not be your calling card. You might want to focus more on um, digital marketing, streaming video, on which is called OTT, uh, over the top. So that's, you know, so you have to look at your audience, I guess. So the best way to answer that is every every audience is different and every platform is different based on who you're trying to attract. Um, that makes sense. So like, for example, the nice thing back in the day, right, when we would put something on broadcast television, you had no way to narrow demographics. You, you couldn't say uh, we only want the people who are 50 to 70 that own their own home uh, in this zip code to see our message. You couldn't do that. Broadcast television is a giant invisible fence around a huge population base and everyone in that population base is going to see your spot, which results in a lot of people that don't need your services or it's not applicable. You're wasting a lot of perhaps marketing dollars um, where targeting doing more OTT over the top. That's your, you know, your connected TV. So slang Hulu, if you, you can get so micro focused on your audience based on their, their search habits that you can really make sure that your marketing dollars are being spent as effectively as possible now. So, you know, I've never thought about advertising on sling. Obviously the, uh, Hulu released their um, their self-service platform, but now I have to look into Sling. I never thought of that before. And I even have, or I had Sling. I don't have it anymore. Sorry, Sling. I canceled. Sorry, sorry. Uh, sorry, Sling. Uh, as, so I mentioned in the opening that obviously we're, we're coming up on 2023. I know that's a scary thought, um, yeah. especially for me. I have a lot of planning to do. I haven't done any yet. Um, but a lot of law firms are, or should be, um, looking to lay out their marketing plans for Q1 of 2023, especially if you don't have one yet. Um, it, it always feels like a fresh year is a good place to start. And, and right now, if you start planning, you can implement that plan for Q1. But in your opinion, what are this, what are some of the best marketing investments um, that growing law practices can make in the new year? I know you said that it, obviously 
and I agree with you, it, it depends on the type of law, but um, in your opinion, like, let's break down each type of law. What, what do you, what do you sure. think people should be focusing on? So first of all, let me get back to the year planning. Everyone in the month of October, November should set aside uh, and create a year long marketing plan. And here's the thing that people freak out about. They're like, oh, I don't want to commit to a whole, you don't have to. Here's the thing. It's, you can change things. I mean, you're not locked in. No one is going to come to your firm and arrest you if you did not make your Facebook post on time. I mean, it's okay. But you have to at least have a roadmap. If you need to at least know you're trying to get from Michigan to Wisconsin. Now, how you get there, it's okay. But if you don't have a goal, you're never going to reach it. So all of the, the firms we work with, we sit and we spend a day with them and we actually create their marketing plan for the year. Very often we have multiple lanes of their marketing plan. Uh, there's always a lane that talks about what are you trying to achieve with your marketing? Because if you think about it, marketing is going to be different based on what you're trying to achieve out of it. If you really aren't trying to get the phone to ring, if you are like maxed out, well, then you don't need a lot of call to action type marketing. You need more branding and more recruitment type to try to grow your team. Recruitment is a really it is a really fluid part of the marketing plan. And if you are a growing firm, you always need to keep that lane open so you can almost be switching lanes between we need more clients, we need more staff, we need more clients, we need more staff. So we develop these two lanes of traffic depending on what they need. And we have it planned out by the month, depending on what we need that month. So that's the answer to the planning plan, 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 and find someone who will help you through that process. It, it just takes, you know, two half days or, you know, a full day to kind of get And Like I said, you're not locked in. It's, it's kind of like your agreement with yourself. Um, but at least you have a plan and you have an idea and you have some budget numbers. So, um, I, I'll tell you, I love, uh, for example, for uh, estate planning, let's go with estate planning. Uh, for estate planning, I love um, direct mails, I think are still very relevant for estate planning. I think hosting events at senior centers is very relevant. Now, if you're talking about family law, completely different, right? I love to see firms get involved with the community. I love to see firms donating uh, water bottles, like not the kind you can refill, but the kind you literally throw away. Put a label on there and donate those to schools in your area. Um, be part of your community. Family law is very much about building, um, very much building a reputation as a firm that cares and is compassionate. And I love to see those firms get really involved with the community, partnering with, and, and it's, it's really low cost, but it's a great way to brand yourself. Um, and I'm not saying on the label that's going to have your firm name. I don't, it doesn't need to say, it, it doesn't need to be a, a, a call to action. It really is just about getting your name out there and showing people that you're a community leader. So, Depending, you know, there's, there's, there's billboards, there's radio, there's broadcast television, there's digital marketing, there's YouTube. Say, say someone Googles, um, 
personal injury lawyer. Well, if you are then a personal injury lawyer in that area, you can run a digital marketing campaign. You can capture that IP address knowing that that person just Googled that. And it's creepy. And I know it's creepy. And we talk about this all the time, but we actually capture that IP address. And for the next 30 days, we're going to follow that person. And we're going to continue to show that person your video, 15, six second, 15 second, 30 second. And depending on how much you want to pay, you can force that person to watch all of your video, half of your video, or all of your video. And of course, you're going to pay more for that, depending on how much you require that person to stick around. But those are really, really successful ways to get your message out there and make sure that the people that you're looking for are actually seeing your message. One of my favorite, um, he's a he's a coach for lawyers, right? He does a lot of like uh, like classes and and, and uh, events and teach you how to do this. And I don't I don't even know how much he does for for like the actual law firm besides um, like provide a lot of advice mm -hmm. in terms of, I don't think he really manages websites or social media or anything like that. Um, and one of the things that uh, I ended up in his funnel, which whatever, like, you know, it happens because sure, sure. Uh, I correspond with him a lot. And one of the, one of the videos that I got like roped into obviously for like 30 days was, Hey, I know that you checked out X, Y, and Z and that you might be, I don't know, apprehensive to get started um, because you might be with another company or you might be this. And, and so what I'm doing is if you're watching this video, um, I'm going to do whatever I can for you until your contract is up. I'll do it for free until your contract is up. So, you know, if you're, if, if you feel like, oh, you know, I already, I already, I'm already into this contract and like, just come to me. And if it works better with us, by the end of your contract, we'll buy you out. We'll do this. We'll, you know, we'll make it work. Don't, don't yeah. feel like you can't contact us for help because you're stuck. I don't want you to do that. Um, you don't want to do that. So why not figure out a way that we can work together now? And yeah. sure, that might not be right. Outstanding. It might not be applicable to law firms, right? Because maybe, um, maybe you don't want to fire your, your law firm, right? And somebody else does that. But what it, what it does tell me is that if somebody Googled personal injury lawyer in my area and you have something that says, hey, I saw that you checked out my website, you might be really scared of starting this process. You might not think you have a case. Um, you know, other people might tell you like, oh, just drop it. You're not that hurt. Oh, you need to go back to work. Oh, you need to do this. Oh, you need to. But why don't you just call me and I'll evaluate it for free and I'll tell you whether you're not or not you have a case. You know, there's no hard feelings. Why don't you just call my firm and let us figure out if we can help you. And if we can't, then you've lost nothing. But if I can, then, you know, we can really help you make sure that you get your life back on track the way that you need to be. And uh, so I love that make, idea. And make a decision based on fact, not on what you're apprehensive about. You know, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, so I used to feel this way, right? Oh, it's so creepy. We track you, we follow you around. Yeah. I'm not listening to your phone. I'm not interested in your personal life. Um, you know, I, and, and lawyers need to really get over this. I, I preach this a lot is that you went to law school to get a valuable skill and, and, and you have a, a certain personality that's built to help people and an intellect that you can use in order to get people where they need to be, right? Legal issues are serious. You're not just like making things up out of thin air and suing people and making money. Um, right. So if this is providing a helpful service to people, 
why not take advantage of it? Right. Sure. It's, it's, we're not selling uh, like lemon cars here. Uh, we're helping people get their lives back on track. Uh, so rant over. I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, uh, no, think- you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And you know, another thing that I think that a lot of firms get stuck on so many attorneys and, and employees within a firm, they feel that everyone around them knows what they do. And here's the thing. So I use the bullseye analogy and I wrote an article about this about a year ago. And the bullseye came to me because the number one thing I see on Facebook in communities, like not like legal based communities, just like random local communities here in my town in the upper peninsula of Michigan. Um, who is the best for elder care? Who is the best attorney for uh, estate business? What, whatever personal injury. But when, when you're the attorney and you're the paralegal and when you're the receptionist and you're living in your world, in your firm, you think everybody knows what you do in your walls. Nobody knows. So if you think of the analogy of a bullseye, right? So the center of the bullseye is you, the staff that you work with, and your family. Of course, they all know you. You don't need to advertise to them. They're going to use you, you know, whatever. They know what you do. The next row are people, colleagues, your friends, people who you've worked with in the past. They know you. They know what you do. They are going to use you again and again and again based on either past experience or your friendship or whatever. You literally get one more ring out on the bullseye. People know that you're an attorney. They might know where your firm is located. They might see the signs. Not a clue. They don't have a clue. They just know you're an attorney. So again, that is why marketing is so important. But you have to remove yourself from your sheltered world of your logos and your letterhead and your pens and the signage on your door that you see every day. You cannot make the assumption that everyone knows what you do because I 100% promise you there is a ton of people who might know that you're an attorney, but they have no idea what you do. And so it's your job to tell that story and to educate people to help uh, make your phone ring. So I want to talk about this. So what we're talking about really is is establishing your brand, right? Correct. Because your logo is is whatever it you know I, I'm sure your logo is great. Uh, I'm sure your signage is great. I'm sure your slogan is clever, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have an effective brand. So, Correct. what specifically should attorneys be evaluating in order to determine if their branding efforts are working well? Um, how would you suggest they go about establishing a successful brand? And what are some what are some signs that their brand is? Um, I'll put it blatantly, non-existent. Yeah. So one of the hardest conversations I have to have is that's a horrible logo. That's a horrible brand. It's uh, not effective. And um, you know, like I'm a redheaded <clears throat> Irish girl. You know, what I mean, like I don't I don't pull many punches. So unfortunately, that that doesn't work for some people and our personalities might not mesh because I am very straightforward. I just am not going to what I like to call. I'm not going to feed anyone a poop sandwich. I'm just going to tell you, tell it like it is. And um, some people 
are very receptive to that. Some people not so much, right? So, um, but when you're creating your brand, your logo, your story, you have to really put thought into that and you have to, what I, what I want to see when I see a logo and I see a tagline, I want to be able to get a feeling for the style of that firm without having to have one person tell me. I don't want to see the, the blind lady of justice. I don't want to see scales. I don't want to see that. And um, that's not who these people are, you know, and we need to get to the people behind the brand. And, and, and no one can tell that story better than the people who work there. So if an attorney is truly passionate about what they do, you will be able to hear that in their voice, in their testimonials that we capture. Uh, but, and honestly, Facebook, as much as that's becoming the older generation's uh, social platform now, it's a really, really good platform. And no one expects every single thing you do to be professionally done with grip trucks and lighting and the best audio but you have to do something. You have to start somewhere and it's okay to start at a very elementary level and build that brand. Um, if you can't afford, you know, if you're starting out and you can't afford, a, uh, you know, a production and professionally, uh, that doesn't mean you can't do anything. It just means you have to start at a different place and that's okay. And uh, finding out where that is, is what's key, right? Have the conversation with people like myself who work with legal professionals. Let's talk about money. Let's talk about budget. Let's talk about what your, what your goals are. A lot of marketing is like a poker game. You have to have a certain amount of money to sit at the table, right? Otherwise, you're, waste, you're, you're just going to lose money. So it's my job to say... You don't have enough to sit at the broadcast television table right now. You're in downtown Dallas. You don't have enough money to sit at the billboard table, but you do have enough money to do X, Y, and Z so you can grow enough so you do have enough money in two years to sit at the table of billboards or, you know, OTT or digital campaigns. So it's really about having the conversation and, and finding out, again, ask the questions and find out and make decisions based on fact, not what you think you can afford or can't afford to do. We will be right back after this short ad. When a client calls, they're really looking for immediate service. Because we have Answering Legal, we're able to see every client message and we're able to contact our clients immediately. My name is Margot Gaines and I'm a partner at Gaines & Musico. We started using Answering Legal because we were unable to answer all of our phone calls. Answering Legal has allowed my firm to get hired on numerous clients that we never would have. We get messages throughout the night and on the weekends. Sometimes we're in court or we're dealing with other clients. And because of Answering Legal, my partner and I are able to address any client concerns or any new clients immediately and it's really increased our business. Answering Legal has allowed us to service our clients in a way that their needs are met and their phone calls are answered, and we're able to spend more time doing the things that are necessary for our clients. 
I work in, in bulk, um, right? I have a, because it's, it's call center services, right? So, um, my volume, uh, my business is volume based, right? Um, it's not one-on-one. -on -one. It's not the more that I do, um, the more I get paid. And, right. uh, so I talk to, and I deal with a ton of law firms, right? And a lot of them end up being sort of, I'm going to say placated, uh, by their marketing teams or, or their internal teams and are told, I don't know, different reasons for why they might succeed or fail. So I, I respect that. I respect that what your company and what you will do is give them an honest assessment of where they're at and, and help them see that not, it's not silly or stupid to want to be on broadcast television, right? Yeah. That's a great aspiration. Um, I think we've looked at the history of law firms that have, that have started, right? I think Jacobia Myers was the first one to, to get on broadcast television nationwide. And, uh, and, and, that's a household name, right? So somebody who's ambitious and has a really great law firm and maybe maybe they're making a ton of money, want to be on, on television and they're not ready to do it yet. They're, their infrastructure isn't ready. Um, they don't have the budget, right? So if you spend, I don't know, a million dollars on a TV campaign, you won't be able to function and pay your staff. That doesn't right. really behoove you, right? You need to have working capital so that you can get those cases done because they're going to be long in the tooth. Um, so what I think is really important is to have a partner or an, I'm going to say agency be able to assess the landscape of your marketing um, and, and your, your competition around you and say, Hey, you know, uh, we can work towards that, right? But here's the budget that you would need. And here's what we think your working capital might need to look like in order for you to successfully launch a campaign of that magnitude. But like, let's focus right now on really taking over, um, I don't know, local search. Let's focus right okay. now taking over um, Instagram ads. Your, your, your competition is really not running on Instagram. I'm not seeing a lot there. And, uh, and, and that could be like some really low hanging fruit for you. And, and let's work towards those goals. And so, but, but I love your idea of storytelling because I see, I'm not going to name names, right? But I watch, I've been watching hockey. Um, I'm not the biggest hockey fan in the world, but it's fun to watch. And in between the breaks, uh, there's a law firm uh, that I don't know. I don't know the name of the law firm. I know nothing about them. But all they do is, just, oh, this game is sponsored by X, Y, and Z. If you've been injured, call this person. And uh, that doesn't really do anything for me. Um, it's cool to sponsor something, and it's cool to be. I, I mean, I guess the signage is there, and and the brand awareness is there. Um, but I. I Here's, here's, here's my idea, right? Is I watch the NFL a lot and, and people get really annoyed about the NFL because every time somebody makes a catch, it's like, Oh, this guy's got a great story. He came from this neighborhood and you know, he put himself through college and then this, this terrible thing happened to him and he overcame it. And now his whole foundation is dedicated to changing those people's lives. And we're not just saying this, what he's out there every day in soup kitchens, serving up this, doing the work, right? And that's a really compelling story that keeps people involved while there's tons of ads and, 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 and they're really working to create a story. So I think lawyers will say that they don't have those types of stories. 
Um, I'm just a lawyer. I just went to law school. I have never had anything bad happen to me, but your clients might have a story, um, you know, and, and what you can do is help them tell it. So can and you sometimes talk- save their life, give them their life back. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, Oh, look, I bought you a chicken McNugget. I mean, like literally some of these firms are giving people's lives back. You can't, you can't put a, a dollar amount on that. I mean, that is so, I, I have seen so many clients and listen to their testimonials and they weep. I mean, they just, they, capturing that is one of the greatest honors I have, honestly, is listening and helping people tell that story. And you're absolutely right. Like whenever those, you know, like I'm a big hockey fan, big NFL, but I get sucked right into those stories. I am like, I'm the president of that fan club because of how they were raised, how they overcame. And I'm, I'm you, I am the normal customer. I'm the normal client. I'm the average client. And if something can pull at my heartstrings, especially in certain areas of law, I mean, man, I'm all in, right? So you're absolutely right. That storytelling is such a, a vital way to market. I think it's really funny. So I'm a diehard New York Giants fan. Oh, I'm super uh, sorry. And I, well, yeah, that too. But I hate the Cowboys, right? I'm supposed to hate the Cowboys. Yeah, I love the Cowboys. That's my team. Anyway. Well, I'm also sorry to hear that. <laughs> uh, but I love Dak Prescott, Right. And why do I love Dak Prescott is because they tell his story so well. Um, he's a real advocate for mental health and, uh, and he really walks the walk. Right. So what they'll do is they'll do like a cutaway and he'll be, you know, talking about his foundation and, and he's really offering up his own personal anecdote about his struggles with mental health. So I want to, I want to know your expertise about incorporating that type of storytelling into your marketing and branding. Um, can you talk, can you talk a little bit about, um, like, like, uh, lay it out for me. How, how can you, how can you be a storyteller in your marketing and help your law practice connect with potential new clients? So a lot of that has to do with how you, how you capture and what platform, right? So depending on what platform, um, you will determine how you're going to tell your story. So obviously video is king. Video is king for a number of reasons. And it's the reason why it's our number one calling card, right? Is because video is so important. Uh, It's the easiest way to make an emotional connection is to actually hear the words. It's a lot harder to make an emotional connection on a billboard. It's a lot harder to make an emotional connection in a direct mail piece. So regardless of what area of law you practice, video has to be a component. Okay. So you have to actually hear the words, client, customer testimonials. It is the best way for people to make that emotional connection. Of course, some areas of law, it's a lot easier to interview a client than it is other areas of law. If you are defending murderers and they go to prison, okay, it's probably going to be a little bit more difficult. But if you 
represent uh, a, someone who has been charged and you've basically given them their freedom back, man, is there anyone better to talk to, right? If you are talking to, uh, you know, family law or personal injury law, and you're able to talk to someone who had no money and they, they couldn't walk and they needed assistance and you were able to help them get the help they needed and win their case, those are, that stuff, man, that hits, that hits home. So, uh, I just totally got off track, but anyway, so, but putting those stories, creating those videos, putting those stories together and then implementing them everywhere you possibly can from social media to your website. Website is something we haven't talked about. Every single landing page on your website should have video content telling your story, depending on what it is. So if you're a firm that has multiple uh, uh, verticals, uh, you're going to want to make sure you have an applicable video on each page of your website. The reason is because A, it tells your story. Nothing will tell the story better than visual and audio. The second reason is the goal of a website is not just to inform, but also to increase your SEO. Okay, search engine optimization, right? Keeping people on your website for longer Google thinks, oh, all right, that firm must be relevant. They must have something good to say because people go there and they spend 20 to 30 seconds per page. They don't jump on and bounce right back off. That tells Google they're not relevant. So organically, from an organic standpoint, you have to include video in your website to try to keep people on your pages longer, which is called dwell time, which is going to then have you rank higher uh, in the Google searches, right? So, so that is a really big key that is kind of like a little bonus that you don't even have to pay for that just kind of comes with it. Um, putting things on, on social media, putting things on Insta, putting thing, you know, any sort of video content is going, all of that's going to help tie your brand together. But what's going to happen if you spend time and energy telling your story from a video standpoint, every other marketing platform that you attempt whether it's direct mail, whether it's a billboard campaign, whether it's radio, every other campaign is going to be more successful as you continue to tell your story. It's a building block. So you have to lay this really strong foundation. And I promise you, everything you do will get easier. And all of a sudden, you're going to notice that the phone's ringing more. Uh, people are talking more. You'll notice uh, people are referring you more. And the, the goal, quite honestly, in marketing is for people to be referring you when they have nothing. They, they have no idea. They've never worked with your firm, but yet people are referring you just based on your marketing story that you've already put out there. And that happens. And, you know, we, we call that, it's kind of like brand equity. So. Let's just, okay, so I'm going way off the rails here, but I'm just going to go, all right, He Nick doesn't care. He's like, whatever. So let's talk about, this is the most random thing. Let's talk about Harley Davidson. I'm not a motorcycle person, but Harley Davidson has spent a tremendous amount of marketing dollars branding and telling their story. So a motorcycle is a motorcycle. Now, yes, I'm not saying that Harleys aren't the best. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Maybe Indian is better. Maybe, I don't even know. 
But if you're just looking for a motorcycle to get you from point A to point B, I certainly don't think I would need a $50,000 motorcycle, right? <clears throat> People every single day decide to pay so much more, like 300% more, because Harley Davidson has done its job to build its brand to the point where people will pay more because of brand equity. So brand equity is the difference between what your competitors are charging uh, or your right other attorneys in, in your demographic and what you're able to obtain and your uh, reputation level based on how much money you have or how much uh, branding you have done. So people are willing to, every town has that person. Like if I got a drunk driving tomorrow, I know exactly who I would be contacting. Is he the cheapest? No. Is he the most expensive? Yes. Would I still contact him? Yes. Because I know he is the person I need if I'm in trouble. Same thing for every area of law. And so spending your marketing dollars to build that brand equity. So if people are in a situation where they need help, they don't care about the cost. They are going to contact you because you are the best. And uh, I promise one thing, if you don't spend your marketing dollars branding yourself, someone else is going to, and you are not going to like the narrative. So, you know, you may as well spend your marketing dollars telling your story honestly and from your heart and not give other uh, competitors the, the avenue in to tell it for you. So I like examples and I like stories. Mm -hmm. That's just who I am as a, per a person. Sure. Um, like if I want to tell you, if you ask me a question, I'm most likely going to answer it with a personal anecdote about my life because I'm just, everything revolves around me, right? Um, <laughs> I, I want to know, because you obviously do this for a living. This is your vocation. Um, can you give me like some of the best examples you've seen of law firms that you've worked with successfully incorporate storytelling like what 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 did you guys do what'd you come up with and how did it how did it work out yeah so um i work with a firm three firms actually in wisconsin let's and they really are in wisconsin i'm not making that part up they have created they are in three different areas in wisconsin but they are all the leading criminal defense attorneys in their area they have come together to create a criminal defense team, very elite. They basically have come together. They're all still, you know, going to be doing their own individual practices, of course, but they have, they have developed this superhero, superpowers, uh, wonder, you know, superhero wonder power thing. And so, as a group, they have individually told their stories, but now we're in the process of telling the story of the, the team. So basically, this, this group is going to be representing the biggest cases in the state of Wisconsin, criminal defense. And being able to, the only reason why this is working is because all three of them have taken so much care to individually tell their story that they have now come together um, and it is 100% video driven. So 
talking from the heart, allowing themselves to be raw and show emotion in their, uh, in their defense, in their cases that they've taken and been successful. Um, honestly, I just feel like that is what com that's what firms need to do. They need to be honest and raw and true and the rest will all work out. I just, I really believe that. I really believe if people don't try to put on some persona that there's something they're not or come off as aloof and that's not, that's not a successful way. I will also tell you another, a really cool way to tell your story is document, creating almost a documentary style uh, over, and this takes time. Nothing is quick, right? That's unfortunately, everyone wants a quick fix, but uh, documenting your cases, documenting what goes into cases and putting together almost like a mini documentary. Um, that's another great way. And again, it doesn't have to be professionally done. You could literally sit every uh, driving home from a case uh, and, and you, you just won, you just lost, you just did jury selection, whatever it is, record that and then have someone put that together as a mini doc at the end of a year, um, you know, and call it, you know, the defense rests, whatever, just do something um, to show people because everyone is intrigued by that. Everybody's intrigued by law. Every, well, most people. I mean, obviously, when you look at all the crime junkies and all the, that is a really unique way to build an audience and to build your brand without costing a lot of money and in a unique way that isn't salesy, I guess. Let people see inside of your day to day. And again, you know, yes, it's what you do every day. Not all legal firms are glamorous. Not all legal firms want to be glamorous. Uh, but if that is something that speaks to you and you feel like your firm is the type of firm that has a really cool story and a really cool following, why not? What do you have to lose? You know, post that stuff on Facebook and boost it. You know, boost a couple posts and try to gain your audience. Uh, I love the idea of uh of a documentary and i picture i picture um actually uh the comedian bo burnham are you familiar uh, familiar no. with him at all mm -mm. he's like a he's a very he's a younger uh comedian he does like a lot of like music and songs and stuff but he came out with a, a comedy special during the quarantine and it's really like yes it is kind of stand-up ish but he really just made a a a, a very mundane documentary of his day-to-day in like his apartment by himself and the whole time his beard and and it's just very cleverly done. So I'm picturing like, yeah. you know, I just got out of court and this is what happened today. Blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you maybe pick up three weeks later and, and you could just have somebody stitch that all together. And it might be a really fun watch. I mean, yeah. there's tons of TV shows dedicated to law. I could think of a bunch right off the top of my head. I'm talking suits, Boston legal, um, I'm pretty yes. sure Jag was was one that I used to watch as a kid. Uh, law and Order. Uh, how many Law and Orders do they have now? You know, everybody likes. To, everybody loves that sort of thing. So 
you know, obviously don't, um, don't break any rules by giving away, uh, you know, information. No, but, uh, but you but, know, stick that phone up in your holder on your car every, every time you leave court and just talk as you're driving, just talk, talk about the day, talk about how it went, talk about how you're feeling. Um, and, and then, yeah, and maybe you call it, you know, the ride home and, and you stitch together all these ride homes after your day is done. I mean, let people get a glimpse into your life and into your world. If, I mean, I think that's a really cool way to get started, you know, and it that doesn't, sounds fun too. doesn't take any, it doesn't take any talent. It doesn't take any special equipment. It takes your iPhone on your drive home. Cause you're doing it anyways. Yep. Love yeah. it. Um, yeah. so can you tell us a little bit more about some of the services that gavel marketing, uh, specifically provides and, um, and if any of our listeners want to reach out to your team to talk, uh, like what's the process, what's, what's your process, how can they do so? Where do they get in touch with you? Give me yeah. the, uh, the spiel. The spiel. Yeah. So, uh, again, we're, a, you know, we're a crew of 17. And uh, when you partner with Gavel, you get the, the team. So whether you have a marketing team in your firm or whether you have nobody, we will work with you uh, and do as much handholding as you need or as little as you need. And we do work with some uh, firms that need a lot, like they need everything. We kind of are their marketing division. Uh, we have some firms that have an entire marketing division already and we just supplement. So um, we have five uh, videographers. We have five editors uh, and they are here just shooting and uh, creating video content. We have two full-time graphic designers, Noah and Alec, and they do everything from brand new logo design, rebranding to, hey, I want to create uh, a trifold or a rack card or business cards or whatever it is, anything graphically driven, billboard design, direct mails. We have two market strategists here, Daniel and Alex with an X. We have an Alec with a C and an Alex with an X. And yes, I screw it up all the time. Um, and uh, the two guys, Daniel and Alex, they are our market strategists. So what would happen is say you're from the, uh, you live in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and you want to figure out how to best market how much would it cost to put something on uh, Hulu? How much would it cost to put something on broadcast, a radio, billboard campaign? They dig into your, what, what's called a demo, your DMA, designated market area, um, and they do all the research for you. And that's all part of being a gavel partner. That doesn't cost anything for them to do that. Um, but every serve, and we also have social media management. Olivia uh, runs our social media management division. Uh, all of our posts are custom created for social media by our graphic design team. So it isn't, you know, it isn't random apple pie recipes. You know what I mean? Like it's route. We, we, we make every post relevant, uh, based on your type of law. Of course, one of our biggest things that we have to do when someone partners with us is they need to decide whether they're going to have us come to them for a three day shoot, a two day shoot, a one day shoot. Uh, because we need footage, you know, and, and we need stills. Um, so that's all talked about, but everything is a la carte off of a price sheet and I'm super transparent about it. And then if anyone wants to, to talk and I can send them that price sheet, you can see exactly what a 30 second commercial would cost and how much, uh, you know, 
social media management costs. Um, and really visiting the website, uh, called gavel.com. Um, that is probably the easiest way. There's also a lot of examples of our uh, video and our social media and our logo redesigns on the website. My email addresses, my contact information is on there, as is Josh Counters. Josh is our um, director of operations for Gavel. He, is, he and I are the two uh, first people that you would be meeting with. Um, and then uh, Alex typically becomes what we call uh, a new partner concierge. He handholds for the first 90 to 120 days to kind of get everything up and running and make sure every firm feels like they get how gavel works before we kind of push them out of the nest and, and, and let them fly. So you do have a person here that is your point person. But of course, Josh and I are also um, always available uh, to to chat. So yeah, they can reach out. They can uh, give me a call. My cell number is actually listed on the website. I do that for a reason. I know that we are not in a nine to five world. Um, if I'm busy, if I'm golfing, if I'm with my family, it'll go to voicemail, but I'll call you back. And, uh, yeah, then that's just about it. That's, that's who we are. It's how, that's how we roll. Uh, Nancy, I'd like to thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Uh, and thank you to all of our listeners. We hope that you enjoyed this conversation and we'll be back with another episode of everything except the law soon. Be sure to check out previous episodes of the show on Apple podcasts, Spotify, anchor, and the answering legal YouTube channel. Links to everything that we just discussed, um, the website, Nancy's cell phone number, uh, <laughs> emails, um, and all of the resources that we just spoke about uh, will be in the description of this episode. And we hope to see you next time, everyone. <laughs>